0: Global sea level is rising by 3 mm per year and has increased by more than 6 cm in the last 20. None of that is caused by icebergs melting, some is caused by the melting of land-based ice such as glaciers, but rather is a thermal expansion of water that is causing the majority of the global sea level rise. I should start? Yes, yeah, should. Okay.
1: Like now. Okay. When you want, actually.
0: <laughs> Just want to see what would happen. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome. I mean, you can also to, wait. Dude, Dirt Fuck Off. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Rasmus.
1: In the Netherlands. My name is Red.
0: <laughs> and I'm Jan. And I'm back from America. Yay! I, 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 I survived both the trip there and the way back home again. They let you in? Uh, th- well, I got this cute little note from the TSA saying they looked in my bag.
2: Oh, which
1: and I mean, when, when I found? flew
0: from well, when I flew from John to um, I flew from John to Laguardia to LaGuardia and Laguardia to Albany, uh-huh. and in the process along there, they sort of realized that oh, this guy is carrying some funny shaped hunk of metal. Yeah, and 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 there was like yeah, that we want to check that. Uh, so of course, the only thing they left a note in the bottom pocket of my backpack with all the metal bit was. So it makes sense because like I had my hammer, I had. A pile of rose templates for Jimmy, and yeah. I had a few stabby things. Uh, not knives. Well, they're not knives on me in the prints and all that. But there also for was once. Once, uh, yeah. For <laughs> months, yeah. Uh, but there also was the the master sword hilt that I wanted to give Brett. Mm-hmm. So I mean, either the, the TSA guy was a really, really big fan of Zelda and wanted just to see the hilt, probably, uh, or it looked like a bomb and they wanted to f- check it out. Uh, I'm betting I would like to believe it was <laughs> just a Zelda guy who opened my backpack and was like, "I need to see this." But, uh, but they didn't
1: know. talk to you. or they didn't take it. No, no. This was just...
0: uh, so in in America. They the, well, I guess sort of everywhere. They take your bag, they send it off, and it goes to the screening sort of behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not to check. Things of carry on, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but it's sometimes when they found weird shit in your bag, they can call you and check with you what it is yeah,
0: yeah. and
3: what it's for and so on and so on. So
0: but like. I think they'll do that. Oh, I, oh, they would probably ask me from the inside of security and they never called me up. Okay. Yeah, good. no,
3: they, they usually, like, you're sitting at the gate thinking about you You are about to board a plane and then you find out that you're not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, but I were. Everything went fine despite my yeah i don't very... get it
3: i mean they don't know you in the us so that's fine but I, I, yet like, no way should have just oh, like hold the, let me tell you how it went just, just closed let up the border behind you just going like oh it's gone <laughs> finally
0: so yes uh, there's now a lot of people who knows me in america but the whole journey sort of from john and out was sort of interesting or, i mean like since since the uh, Conversation with John. I mean, I I left the day afterwards, mm-hmm. and uh, John drove me to the airport. Like for once, there was no tra- no traffic, which was awkward because, mm. uh, and I got through security there, which was also very very awkward, but very nice. Uh, and and then I I also I should back up a little bit. In all of this, I never figured out how to get from the airport in Albany down to M- make a camp, the, the Blackthorn Resort. Yeah. Oh. So I posted on Instagram, can someone give me a ride? Yeah. And so almost that... right away, uh, a, f- a guy just asked, yeah, I'm, I'm from Vermont, uh, he, Tim Brown, which is o- one of my heroes of the weekend, there's there's four of them, and just wait for it. Okay, <laughs> uh, th- Tim Brown, a uh, fantastic guy from Vermont, he texted me and said, yeah, I'll, I'll be driving through Albany, but only Friday morning. And I'm like, okay, uh, I think that could work. Hold on. And as I was doing having that thought and sending that message to him, Tony replies to me and saying like, are you are you sure you're going to be okay? Tony Burlow of Hillview yeah, yeah. with Metal. And I was like, maybe, can I crash at your place tonight? And he was like, sure. I mean, he, he was going to offer to drive me from, nice. I picked me up at the airport at uh, like a, a te- half past a 10 at night and mm-hmm. drive me to the Blackstone Resort and then go home again. Yeah. And I'm like, I appreciate that, but no need. Uh, I can just stay at your place and Tim can pick me up at his place yeah. and we, I could ride with him. And I have no idea who Tim is or was before all this. Just random guy yeah. who <laughs> just saw my thing and just said, like, we're Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, sure. I can fit that in my car.
1: <laughs> nice. So oh, I stayed that sounds with,
0: great. Uh, so I got the full like shop door of Tony's place. I, mean, I ended up talking till stupid at night because like I was already knackered and he was pretty knackered. And like... Really nice, got to see all these toys and tools, and we chatted for a bit and all that, and then got up next morning, Tim brought me to Blackthorn Resort. Uh, and, like, make your, make your camp madness start happening right away. I showed up, and I start walking, I figure out sort of where I'm supposed, where the Blacksmith Tent is or, supposed to be, and I just walk towards it. and I see Brett and Steve already manhandling shit out of the uh, Bob and I's truck mm-hmm. uh, trailer thing. Yeah. And, like... No no hello, no big greetings, just fucking bastard, get to work. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> Which I guess is appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to ask Steve. You were Steve probably sort of,
3: already like five hours late at that point.
0: <laughs> uh, we, we, we took, I mean, it's a 90 minutes drive or something from where Tony lives, north of Albany and down to the, uh, down to the camp. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I weren't really supposed to show up until later that day. I mean, nothing really happened on Friday. We did things, but not much. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was kind of early. I would like to say that to my defense. Uh, But because I'm traveling and flying, I didn't bring a tent. I didn't bring a sleeping bag or like a padding to sleep on. So I ask Steve and I go so do you want to be big spoon any- or small spoon <laughs> 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 almost i mean i was more like so do you i don't have a tent do you know someone who has a tent and he was he was like you absolute asshole and a few <laughs> other words after that uh, and then i said grant alexander you send him a message he he said he brought one for me but i don't need it and grant alexander shows up wonderful canadian guy that i briefly talked chatted with like in the comments in places on the Full tool Tools group,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but never really interacted with. And he shows up and was like, yeah, I have a tent, I have a cooking stove, I have a sleeping pad, I have a sleeping bag for you. I was like, ooh, nice. this really is, cool. is going to be excellent. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, the first the first night was fi- fine, but the second night, it dropped down to freezing mm-hmm. temperatures at night. Yeah, but it's
1: nothing
3: is, for you. So comfortable yeah, it, uh, yeah, temperatures but, in your case. I,
0: I was really worried when I saw the forecast and like, oh, I'm going to borrow a sleeping bag from someone else that's not made in Norway, but it was really nice, really warm and snuggly, which was fantastic. Nice. So there had like the third... Are you guy talking about a sleeping
3: bag or sleeve? No comment. Okay.
0: <laughs> so that's the third guy who saved my bacon during that weekend. <laughs> Uh, fast forward to the end of all the thing and having to go home, and I sort of start chatting with Brett and sort of like, okay, uh, he was going down to Jersey to visit his friend Alex, and we sort of realized, okay, we can take the train together. We sit down sort of really early, just after packing up all the blacksmithing stuff and just figuring out, right, all the trains are full. Okay, And it, it's sort of like, okay, so how do we get down? And Trevor, the other guy who was working with, uh, in the blacksmithing shop doing all the teaching and all of that. He was the most like rody chill dude you can ever meet. Also, with the most stupid humor ever. But he was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going south. I can, I can take you," and the trains were full. And just next to us stood this ride. I mean, I tried to, I had checked before and that, yeah, there's the train going. Yeah, there's plenty of other people who can take me to like the nearest train station all of that. But when the trains are full, that's kind of weird. Yeah. That, that makes problems. And it was like, okay, big backup. I can run onto the train. I can stand in the hallway or something silly like that. I don't think they would toss me out. Although they might have done that in Germany, but I know they never would in Norway. So it's sort of hit or miss. Yeah. Worst case, I need a new flight. Uh, But Trevor just drove us down and Brett uh, was sort of navigator. And of course, because of communications or the lack of, uh, we missed the exit to the airport twice. Because you did. Twice. (laughs) No, I I had nothing to do with it. This was Brett (laughs) and Trevor trying to communicate. (laughs) And Brett was going, keep right, instead of saying, take off this exit. And he was pointing vividly and Trevor was just looking ahead and not seeing the finger in the corner of the windshield. Yeah, yeah. So we we ended driving around a couple of times around like uh the Nagara uh no uh, not Nagara uh network airport something okay. like
3: that. Mm. Um, just to roll back a little bit because you're like already getting to the end of it.
0: Yeah, I just For want people- to sum up the people who say my bacon because they deserve a shout out. Yeah. okay,
3: <laughs> they do. Then continue, and I'm gonna ask my question afterwards.
0: No, that, this was it. I mean, oh okay. Yeah. Bretton, what what uh, is maker
3: uh, camp for people like me who like heard it heard the name but never got like a full description of it
0: okay because I would say it's I, what happens when you have maker central and you have only scouts organize it except it's in America so there's no time schedule that makes any sense to anyone <laughs> but <laughs> sounds, there's just sounds a field of tents full of crafts and then there's a field of tents full of sleeping people and a few cabins in between and all of that I think that's a long way of it's short way of saying it that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. No, it was brilliant. I also ended up meeting a fair amount of people who were scouts there. So it's like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh,
3: because I usually only hear from it from like, um, or heard from it before from Brad, Steve, and you. So it's basically, it's not just blacksmithing.
0: No, no. Of course, that's where I hung out and helped out. And I mean, I weren't even technically allowed beforehand to help out because uh, Austin, the guy who organized it, said, There's, like, th- there are enough people, we don't need another one and I'm like, fuck you guys, I'm going to show up anyway. And I'm going to pay for my ticket, I'm going to help out anyway. <laughs> so so I did. Uh, but no, yeah, it's... Um, I think it's fair to describe it as a cross between a Scout Jamboree and a and Maker Central and a Maker Fair.
3: It's like Maker's, Makers Woodstock.
0: Kinda, yeah. We even, uh, you had um, Keith Decent, a fellow named Johnny, I don't remember the last name of, and uh Wesley Treat who built a massive jackalope. Last year they built a the dinosaur. This time they yeah. built a massive, massive jackalope that they set fire to and burned down uh at the last ni- uh, late on Sunday.
1: Nice. It looks so very it, cool.
0: It it was fantastic. Uh and I mean the, the tent setup that had everything from like Lincoln Electric doing small welding courses. There was uh Andrea de Leon who did uh, glass blowing with people there was a silversmith who I'd never got around to meat because i could have made my own small silver ring and sold that together which would have been absolutely that's one of the one things i really wanted to do and i completely forgot to check in on it uh I, the welding course i probably should have taken as well but it's more like a taster thing just here have a play and something magical might happen mm-hmm. uh jimmy had uh i think dave bauer and a couple of fellows do his printing sh- miniature printing shop setup. Yeah. Uh, of course Pat Lapp and Paul Jackman did his power carving late battle where they were trying to toss uh, shavings at each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, bl- a guy who did made bloomery steel during the weekend which was absolutely brilliant yeah um, and, and I, I mean a whole lot more there were electronics there were sewing tent there were Total Boat was there which I actually never talked to that's one of the things I missed there was the um, Steve oh. Pellegrino, I think, was with like the big barbecue guys who like, served up like ribs and and hamburgers for lunch on Sunday for everyone. Nice. Uh, and I'm I know I'm missing things, but there was a lot. Like the modern forge was there and did things. I ended up talking talking a lot to the coal iron forge because they were just next to the. have a good blacksmithing tent with um, where I was hanging out, and it was it was a lot and it was great and it was fun. Although I had no. Sc- I never saw a schedule, except except like briefly by accident. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that.
1: So it's just like random stuff happening all the time at random places uh, throughout the camp. And just you go, you see, you do. And
0: when you're done, you can talk to professionals. And I mean, uh, the camp is sort of structured so that you would only get a lot of benefit if you came there to do things. Mm Mm-hmm. That was sort of, you had the the sort of just a visitor ticket that was very cheap and it basically just, they allow you inside the gate and you can come and just look at things and talk to people. Yeah. But the normal quote unquote day ticket was like 80 or 90 bucks Mm -hmm. and that allowed you access to all of the activities, as many as you could get your ass to. Nice. And another thing that was brilliant was that there was this guy who was selling this laser or plasma cut. Uh, kits of flowers mm-hmm. so you can take that buy that from him you can go over to the welding tent you can weld all of that to a stem then you can go to the blacksmith tent and you can ha- get help to make that into actual rose nice. or flower or whatever in the span of like three hours or something or maybe not even that you can go through all of that thing to make your final product yeah. which is kind of cool um, and of course the, there was the, also the weekend ticket that I bought which gives you access to all of the three days and all of that Cool. Cool. Yeah, Sounds I, I like have to say nice that, I have to say one thing though, because the absolute highlight of the whole weekend was for, it, it, it was Simone Gertz, mm-hmm. but. First off was seeing her and Laura just hang out and I think what Brett and Steve was there and I just rush in and I start talking to her in Swedish and she had this most visible mental whiplash I have ever seen <laughs> someone have. <laughs> Which in itself is hilarious and I I love her for it, sort of being a good sport and going with it because I also had to say like after the first sentence and a half or something, I said, no, no, sorry, I am Norwegian. And uh, she was sort of rewired a bit and it's like, okay, go, go on. <laughs> but, but, uh, late on Sunday, uh, uh, I, I asked her if she wanted to have a go black spitting, and I sent her off to Steve, who's doing like a uh, have a go session in the evening. So black mm-hmm. spitting was running all day and all night, kind of, or oh, wow, cool. from fairly early till eight o'clock or something something late, uh, then maybe later even, I don't even recall, time lost meaning. But w- when I got talking to her about sort of black spitting, she was waiting on her turn, she said she danced lindy hop, and I was like, ooh, now we're talking, she do you want to dance what? Lindy hop, swing.
1: Okay. Nice.
0: So I got to dance Lindy Hop. It was the most bastardization of any swing style I've ever done mm-hmm. because it because we both of us were drunk. Uh but I have danced swing with Simone Yards and nice. I am the happiest person uh, ever.
1: <laughs> well done.
0: Thank you. That's that, that that was the absolute highlight of the whole evening and yeah. uh, whole whole weekend. And there was a lot of good shit that was happening. Nice.
1: So what did you learn? What what's the Take away from from the whole weekend
0: oh i one thing i learned is that uh, the best response to americans asking how you like america yeah. is just responding by saying there are a lot of americans here
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> everyone understood exactly what i meant and i did not insult anyone
1: <laughs> well done but you are not the only european guy over there right i mean it was,
0: meant- me was, was me and steve
1: yeah, and you mentioned Laura, and Simon, and Simon,
0: and that's it. That's like- all. That's all the Europeans I found.
1: Okay, wow. Oh wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I have a good feeling that half the people at Maker Camp uh, met me or heard about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think many of them heard at the fact that I'm Norwegian because both Stephen Brett was being absolute assholes. Like you would expect them to be. Yeah, they, they're
3: thinking you're Danish, you're Swedish, you're <laughs> yeah. everything except no. I heard, I heard Brett sort
0: of a couple of times we wrote change up the countries, but I think after five you ran out of countries in you in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. yes, yeah, it, it was absolutely fantastic. But uh, that, that's pretty much my week. I I came home uh, yesterday. At uh, fucking early in the morning, hadn't yeah. stepped at all on the flight. Uh, I got home, I unpacked, and I f- fell asleep for three hours. Uh, and then I got up, and I cleaned the house, cleaned the apartment a bit, and got laundry done, and made food and all of that, and stayed up till three, or not three, uh, 11 o'clock, went to bed, slept for 10 hours, and worked almost as normal today. So feel free to hate me. I know already know you, Will, Red.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not jealous at all. I've told you that. <laughs> not jealous at all to, for going to Maker Camp. It's, it, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you, honestly, because it, it sounded like a very, very cool week. Uh, it traveling really was. in the US, meeting people and seeing new places and ending, uh, the week by this, uh, Maker Camp. A lot of makers, a lot of activities and, and awesome skills to see, uh, learn or share. It, it sounds fantastic. Uh, yeah so yeah and you can also yeah. like
3: you can hear it in your voice is still like the excitement it's like after yeah. maker central <laughs> when you, everybody's still like pumped yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, that might be the reason why i couldn't sleep on the plane home because i was still really hyped up yeah uh but yeah no a fantastic bunch of people that i met and uh m- most of the people i i wanted to talk to i even managed to talk to for an hour or more
1: oh nice yeah
0: yeah so i mean uh and it's the weird thing where everyone said it was bigger and more people and everything from last year, but because there was this big, massive field in the middle where there mm-hmm. was building the jackalope thing, and then just tents all around the perimeter, and it, it got kind of cold. Everyone was sort of huddled inside a tent, so it never felt really crowded. Yeah, mm-hmm. But there, I know there was a sort of lot of people there, because like... as sun went down and got darker All everyone sort of moved over to the fire pit and sort of inside and where it was warmer and you saw like the mass of people but yeah and it everybody was, was
1: sleeping on site in the
0: tents uh, or no, no 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 um, I I wouldn't even dare to try to say how many had tent compared to how many uh, slept off site or mm-hmm. in cabins or something but there was a fair amount of accommodations on uh, in cabins there and there was a good handful of nearby places you also could stay okay but i have no idea about numbers okay okay but your weeks though before i steal tentai show
1: <laughs> nothing happened to me jan what about you
0: um, <laughs> come on pre- pre- pretty uneventful
3: on sunday we had like another one of our neighborhood like parties the boito flavored
2: yeah uh nice. that,
3: that was actually really nice uh just small like around the corner and um, other than that, just normal working week. Really, mm. nothing special happening. Yep. Nothing.
0: Honest though, uh, considering the current uh, series of news that's been going on for the last two three years, I mean that sounds relaxing.
3: Yeah. 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 I mean, I had some stuff happening last week, but nothing I care to talk about. But other yeah, than yeah. that really nothing out of the ordinary but this is because of like i haven't really gone out done anything i started listening to audiobooks again nice i give yeah. i gave audible a try because it has the two credits and 60 days without uh, like free um experience thingy
0: yeah say what
3: uh audible for the well i i, I didn't have audible before like a couple of days ago, so what they did is um, they had Prime Day, Prime Day here in Germany,
0: ah, and
3: okay. they were going just like, "Well, we're gonna give you sixty days for free and also two credits." And I was just like, "Hell yeah!" Ooh, okay, that's <laughs> time good. to get back into audiobooks. So I got yeah. myself Spaslinger and started listening to that.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I mean, we, we briefly talked past each other in, the, in, the, in a chat earlier today.
3: Yeah, exactly. Because, um, did, I think I recommended that book like a year ago or something like that. We also talked about it when Steph and I were there. The Sebastian de oh, so Castell. That, yeah, probably, the gray coats and the Sebastian. List. Yeah,
0: because I, I was on the moment of like, oh, they like, which was probably a month ago now here or in the US they had a big sale on like the American Audible page. Yep which meant I could buy books for like half the price of one credit. So I was like, ooh, let me do this. Uh, And I was like, just going through my list of books that was in the wish list. I was like, Spellslinger, I have no idea what this is in here, but it seems interesting.
3: Yeah, can't say I'm too fond about the um, Scottish accent with the audiobook, but... um, Scottish? I think it's just like a slight Scottish accent. Well, I mean, he switches between dialects, of course, because he tries to voice act every single one.
0: Yeah, I was not a big fan of like the cute girly voice he did
3: yeah exactly The same with me i was just like nah nah please don't try (laughs) it but other than that it's uh really enjoyable i mean i read i think um, the only thing i didn't read is the last one
0: and how Uh, many books are the series
3: i believe six and then there's one of the argosi like another one that is um the story of one of the characters like the the argosi yeah
0: yeah cool i have something to look forward to then yep
3: and also have the second credit, so I'm thinking about diving into Mistborn after that. And you I should. know I'm just like you've been in danger of being spoiled again, but like please just don't.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <you> behave. <laughs> but Red, you haven't done
1: anything. I've done plenty of things, but uh, nothing very,
3: very interesting. I mean. You see that in the background? It's like the, that garment that's laying on there. I think that's the guy that was supposed <laughs> to install cable at his place.
0: <laughs> oh, you're right. That doesn't look <laughs> like a person.
1: <laughs> no, it's not a corpse. It's not a body. It's just my it, sewing machine. And you, go, you have uh, to say that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's, yeah exactly. Um, no, but um, everything that could go wrong this week uh, went wrong. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> since uh, since we talked uh, last week, uh, I mean you know, already know that my boiler is dead, uh, so oh, yeah. I decided to change it. Then it wasn't dead, uh, came back to life for like twenty four hours, and then died again. So mm. it's like the <laughs> roller coaster of emotion and hot showers. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, so no, that's I, a nice I, way to put it. I have to, I have to order a new one and and change it because I'm I'm fed up and I don't want to have to deal with that in December or January. I'm Uh, guessing
0: this is a fairly big boiler.
1: Yeah, it's a big 150 liters. uh, I hope you're going
0: to ask for this delivered.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's not that heavy uh, when it's new. It's freaking heavy when it's old and you have to... Yeah, and you have just, old one, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I have to remove the old one, of course, and put a new one in. And then I have to uh climb three stories with the new one, which should be okay, but go down with the old one, which will not be okay. And Gravity f- can always help you. Yeah, it can also do that. Like, we have but a big window.
0: I, you don't have the option of oh i mean you could also yeah you could do like a dutch contraption just have it out the window and down but yeah. i was actually thinking don't the delivery service have a thing where they can take your old one away from yes, you yes yes and they, that's why you pay can, the extra yeah.
3: 50, that's why you pay the extra 50 bucks to not deal with that shit. yeah exactly
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly
3: especially um, if your foot is already completely fucked up and your bag and
1: yeah yeah but it's also like it can be the mm, Workout for the day. So I, I don't know. I, I have to check so, how, how so and I, where I will. So order. what you do
3: is you get the guy that's supposed to install your internet. You tie him to the boiler. <laughs> you take both and throw him out the window. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Um, so yeah, I, I'll see this week uh, because I have to do that. I also have to um, change something on my car. So uh, again, waiting for parts. I'm mm. trying to work with the company that's uh, de- um, taking care of the building in order to have the guy install everything that needs to be installed in order to get the optical fiber plugged mm. to the apartment. Uh, it's like a mess. I start, wanted to start a new uh, project and a new video on Monday morning, printed the pattern, started working on it, and then I realized that the printed uh, the, the print was not at the right scale. It was like smaller than it should have been. Uh, and as I don't have a printer at home, I had to wait like two days, you know, to get it reprinted at the right scale and start working on it in, again. So that everything that, honestly, uh all the small um progress that I did last week, uh, we're ruined by what happened this week, and uh, so I have to start all over again and and reorganize myself and and set priorities into uh, what I have to do because I'm, I mean nothing bad happens or nothing. It's just like a little bit. No, it's uh, just frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating, but because you 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 have so many ideas and you have the motivation and it's, you you have to stop because doesn't go your way or doesn't go as as planned so you have to switch and same thing with this next project or idea or or task and you switch again and after like five or six you're like yeah fuck everything i'm gonna watch the
0: rings of power because
1: yeah um so i did also do that
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) i have not caught up with anything while i've been away so
1: (laughs) now i I won't
0: say anything yeah everything
3: Everything uh, every time you try to cheer yourself up, you see that freaking Norwegian guy having a blast over in the US.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. i was like, yeah. So no, my phone is no, no. going
3: off. Oh yeah, somebody uploaded a new story. You press on it, and fuck <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> no, I was uh, I was uh, genuinely happy, happy for you and uh, yeah. to see that you you were having fun over there. So many people and talented people and maker and activity and yeah. and, and everything happening. But uh, as you said, uh, it, it it looked like make us central but uh, more chill and more relaxed and with, with no time like it, it looked like you could do everything but taking your time to talk to people do stuff not having to rush because there is someone talking on a stage or because there is this class starting in one hour or, or whatever mm-hmm. um, so yeah it, it really looked interesting and and. Mm-hmm. As soon as my banker says I can go, I, I'll try to join. Uh,
0: and you and your wife, or is that the same person?
1: Uh, no, no, my real banker, like the guy in okay. charge <laughs> of my money. My wife w- would would happily send me to the US for for a weekend for me to have fun with other makers. Uh, she's very yeah. very kind. Um, yeah, we we, we know way. she is,
0: but. No, um, no, the for real it. For banker. Joke of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no,
1: the, the, the guy in charge. It's, it's a woman actually, but the the woman in charge of my uh accounts uh is very nice. Very nice lady, but I don't think she would agree that I just <clears> buy <throat> plane tickets like to go in the States, like right now. So I'm I'm yeah, working on it for yeah. next year. I will see. So yeah, not 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 much happened this week. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, it's just like a succession of setbacks. Um, but it's also nice to have setbacks because it makes you think again your project and and, and take a look back or, or step what's back. What's to qu- what's what's, the, what's
0: this? It sounds like a segue of sorts, and I have no idea what you're Absolutely doing. not. No, no. It's just like <laughs> like the
1: the, the 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 takeaway of my week. It's just like okay, mm. it's a te- it's a setback. It, it's not fun to have those, but um, for example, the 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 project that I started on Monday morning and when I realized that the, the uh, pattern that I made like six months ago, it mm. was really, it was in my head, it, in my memory, it was already and I could start the project right away. Printed the thing, assembled the pattern and fuck, it was too short or too small or whatever. Uh. So I went back to the pattern, checked everything and I realized that actually it was not fully finished. It was like hmm. I, I had small details I could uh, add to the pattern to make it uh, better, easier. Um, a and, little bit and bigger. A little bit bigger, of course. <laughs> um, so so yeah. it was kind of a happy accident to see that... Yeah, it, it was a fail on this particular Monday morning. But in the end, it will be profitable for me, I think. Because the, yeah. when I will start the project, like tomorrow, uh, we'll start again the project with this time the pattern at the right size. Uh, everything should go right, uh, right away. Um, so hopefully it was like the necessary setback and a little bit of frustration. For a better result uh, in the end, so that that's how I tried to see the week, um, the overall or about everything that happened and so on and so. On.
0: I'm I'm just curious though, sort of. I think we briefly talked about it a while back, but are you doing Christmas markets or anything special for Christmas?
1: Not this year, unfortunately, because again, my banker would not appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, no, let me explain quickly. In order to be able, I'm I legally I'm allowed to go to markets and and rent a, a spot and sell my stuff for sure. But yeah. uh, in order to do that, um, I would prioritize uh, Renaissance fair, uh, medieval fair, and all that kind of stuff where a guy's selling. A leather item would be noticed or welcome. Like it's mm. not just the craftsman, the market of the village next door uh, because most of the time people go there to taste and buy food or wine or stuff that they could use on a daily basis. And what I make is not that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so... I should I should probably do those those market like Renaissance Fair and so on and so on uh, because it's close to the theme uh, of my work like leather and a little, little bit of fantasy a little bit of cosplay and a little bit of uh, video gamey geeky stuff yeah uh, but in order to do that I would have to have a booth and a booth costs money uh, because the wooden structure and the fabric and the advertisement that I I have to uh, put on the booth and so on and so on and so it's it's money that i need to invest it uh in, in that i need to invest money in that kind of stuff money that i don't have at the moment so i, I mean need-
0: yes but you don't need to go full hog right away with every like doing what ben made for uh haiti and Michael yeah. pottery i mean you could also just go and buy like the cheapest like kind of party tent like this marquee kind of thing Mm -hmm. you can find and just bring a foldable table and like i mean this is what i can do right now and just to sort of test the whole thing
3: or go to one of the indoor ones they have them too in the winter time where you basically rent a table inside a hall
0: um
1: i don't i don't remember that in my area or in a driving distance there is indoor renaissance fair or or market of that kind they are mostly outside around castles like old castles or ruins of castles Mm. Uh, and it's all weekend and it's mainly outside and it's like Either freaking okay. cold or freaking hot.
3: So what what you do is you got an old trench coat and you basically put hooks in it where you put your ladderwares <laughs> and you just like <laughs> <laughs> walk by it just over right. like you wanna buy It's <laughs> <laughs> it nice idea. It might look <laughs> Pretty funny for the people standing behind you. Yeah. You like just opening up the trench coat <laughs> and people are going, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I, mean, I like the uh, idea a lot.
0: <laughs> except, I mean, I think that's an absolutely a brilliant idea especially if you were to do some kind of fetish market
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for, sure, for <laughs> sure no but the idea of doing that but uh, but like the coat would be a, a, a like a cosplay coat of yeah. of a character with a mask exactly. and like looking creepy and opening to oh especially in those times like
3: doing it. the whole uh, pandemic doctor thingy with the yeah, like yeah, long exactly. nose and oh, stuff like yeah. that oh, with that that the head a brilliant idea i should totally do that
1: yeah uh, the, what the do are you waiting for uh, the next one, uh, the, the next big one is actually in September, uh, but it had been canceled because of the pandemic, because of the, mm. um, all the rules and regulation that we had in France for the past two or three years. So I'm, I'm waiting for the next one and next one is, is not in my area uh, and it would be like oh. a seven hour drive to go to the places where they happened a lot more than here compared to here. Uh, So it's it's, um, something that I really need to consider, but I would also need to have uh, stuff to sell. So like a lot more uh, items uh, already done, prepared in order to to be able to sell them over the weekend uh, if hopefully uh, people would buy it, so it's it's a it's a real organization compared to what I'm doing right now or at the moment uh, to earn money. Going to markets is is a complete different thing that I really need to get into and invest money into in order to make money. Um, we talked about that in the podcast probably a long time ago. But in order to make money, you have to invest money. If you don't do that, you don't have the tools. You don't have the Uh, equipment uh, required in order to just sell your stuff, make your stuff or sell your stuff. So um, I see that as an investment uh, of time and money. Uh, Obviously, I can start with a smaller booth. But I also have a pretty clear idea of the kind of booth that I want and the stuff that I want to sell in the booth uh, during these uh, fairs or festivals. Um and, and so yeah it's um it's it's been in the back of my head for a long time. It's 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 planned. I will I will uh do that. I will um I will do that. But yeah. for now money is a little bit tight, so I have to prioritize. But
0: yeah. uh, but sort of because of that, because money is tight, I mm. think it would be a benefit for you to just aim a lot smaller and do more of those local ones probably, just to get yeah. a feel for it. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah by all means, you, you could probably spend a whole year, make products just to sell during summer yeah. or doing this one thing in September or whenever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I think it would be a lot, uh, at least for me here in Norway, the local markets are a lot better, even though it's more like a general just crafts and gather thing. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. a fact of connecting with the local community. Uh, if the local community in general is not your target audience, mm-hmm. then of course that doesn't matter as much. Um, but
1: No, yeah, it, could be, it could be. Um, I, I don't have experience about uh, markets and selling stuff on the market. What I see uh, is... I see markets uh, as a customer. I see uh, markets as a spectator, some, so mm-hmm. to speak. Uh, and uh, to all the fairs or festivals that I've been to, people are having fun. The only ones that are, are not having fun. Fun, sorry. The only ones not having fun during the markets. Are the people saying le- uh, selling leather stuff because people. Come, touch, see, but don't buy. Uh, So I understand how uh, it can be frustrating for them because the next guy will sell uh, factory-made rings or factory-made books or cosplay or costume uh, and and sell a lot of them, uh, whereas he is selling handmade leather stuff with beautiful stuff, uh, to be honest, and by the way. Uh, but he, he's not selling any because people are cheap f- are cheap, and, and they don't want to invest that much money in an item on a market, in a Renaissance fair or in a festival uh, here. So it, it's kind of um, a con- contradiction that people are so, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's handmade. That's beautiful. That's custom made. And, and I can't find it anywhere. So I love it but they don't buy it in the end because it's too expensive mm. for them. Mm. There is this this weird mentality in France that I can get it cheaper on AliExpress or Alibaba because it's it's made in China and yeah. it's like one-tenth of, your, of, the, of the price. You, but
0: then, see, you, you see that yeah, yeah. kind of stuff? But, but I mean, we had that discussion before. Yeah, like yeah, those yeah, people sure, who really. like the idea of a thing but don't want to pay it pay the price that quality yeah. deserves, Yeah, they, they are not your customers.
1: No, they are not. Uh, but as I said, on during these fairs and festivals, uh, this is all the people that I see stop at the blazer item booth hmm. or the blacksmith booth or, or any uh, real yeah. crafts, craftsman booth actually. Because the prices are too high, too expensive for them. Last time I went to the uh, Renaissance Maker Fair, it was not a Renaissance, it, it's like, it was the big fair, big festival um, and one guy was making absolutely insane jewelry uh, from silver and gold. Mm. So, obviously gold is expensive, but silver is not that expensive and with the amount of work and skills that it it, it, it's required to make one bracelet that the guy was selling, it would have been worth like easily 500 bucks. He was selling them 100 and, or between 100 and 200. Um, but he, wow. so, he sold none because people don't go to that kind of festivals uh, with yeah. money in their pocket or with the intent of spending that amount of money on a handmade item. Uh, which is kind of weird. They prefer to buy the same thing, but from the comfort of their home through the internet, probably for the same price, to the same guy, but not during the market. See what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. I think so. But I guess that also means like, maybe you shouldn't even consider doing markets, that it would just be too much of an investment and too much of a hassle.
3: Or... Um different products for different um selling points Probably. I mean you can basically take your leather scraps that you have left over from other projects and do like you know those wooden hairpins where they have the leather yeah string over it for like yeah, yeah. pulling the hair back like small pieces of leather do those, just keep the, the scraps, really use your lasers that you have. Yeah. yeah. To like laser on the patterns to make it easy to cut or stuff like that, mass produce it, like little games that you put together as a bag and put some like glitter stones in it. And mm-hmm. those you can use the scraps. You can sell them for cheap because they don't take a lot of time to do it. Yeah. You don't burn the sides of the leather for like half an hour or something like that because you really can just make one in about five minutes. Mm. And then you can offer it for the people that, basically don't want to spend the big money on it and still make some money out of it no, for you it's just true. basically getting rid of your scrap and you can do the nice stuff for i don't know it's like if you have a stand you can have brochures out with your actual stuff that you're making and maybe have one to show the people so they yeah. can take it home with the idea
1: that no, it, trust me. All the ideas about stuff and 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 how to produce them or what to sell exactly at the markets, I probably have them, and I, it's already written in a in a notebook uh, in my, my cupboard there. Um, that that I don't think that's the problem. Having the ideas all the time to make them and or to mass produce them is is not my issue there. Uh, I think I just doubt that I would sell stuff uh, in the markets, and I would. I don't I, there's a rule uh, when you go to that kind of festival you have to be uh, all there all weekend so it's usually mm-hmm. yeah. Saturday Sunday you have to set up bit before 8 or 9 on, in the morning you have to stay at least till 8 in the evening uh, and sometimes there is also an evening market till 10 uh and you have to be there all the time for the all f- the both full day um I think I would. It would kind of destroy all kind of motivation or self-esteem or pride that I have left if <laughs> I, I, I I would go there and not sell shit. Uh,
3: let's let's yeah. already yeah. be honest, Red. It would absolutely kill you if you would sell something mass-produced out of leather from your scraps.
1: No, sure. You're
3: way uh, too if... much of an artist <laughs> that, that you like. Yeah, will but we'll sell anything that it's but perfect. I've no, seen no, the sure. work. No,
1: sure. I, I would, I would. Uh, e- even if I would use a leather uh, engraver or leather cutter to mass produce like the the main piece of it, it I would finish it fully to make something like l- nice for the yeah. customer. Because I wouldn't just there sell a, a fucking badly made thing. Um, but again, the, there is this this. Um, I mean, he, he, I've never done it, so I, I don't know. But Raz, you have much more experience uh, about about markets than than I do, obviously, uh, because you've done so much. Um, I just can't imagine that me spending two days, paying for two days to go there, because you have to pay to, to be on the market, yep. obviously, and not sell anything. Like, it, it would mean being away from my family, working my butt off for two full day spend money for the boost, the ads, the place, uh, all the products that I would have made uh, prior to the market and not sell shit, I would, I would get completely uh, crushed by just the idea of... Yeah,
2: I, I completely understand you, that.
1: How do you keep going after that? And, and oh, probably... I, I've, I, I've, sorry, one last thing and I, I will let you explain. But... If if that would happen, uh, as I just explained, I don't think I would I would um, keep on doing it after that. I I wouldn't find the motivation to just uh, keep going and and give it another try probably, which it would be a mistake for sure. Uh, because I would say in Japanese, you fall seven times and you rise up a seventh uh, eighth time. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I guess I guess that that's one of my fears and that's why I haven't done it yet. So
0: how how what do you think about that? I think it's a justifiable fear, but mm-hmm. I think I mean, I've never gone to market and not sold anything. Okay, good. I've had bad markets. I've had markets early on where I just sold for a couple of hundreds. But I I never had a market where I didn't sell anything. So, I mean, yeah, technically speaking, it wasn't even worth my time in the beginning to go there, but I needed the experience of going to markets and see how people interacted with the things I buy and hear some feedback. Maybe not conscious feedback, but at least like feedback looking at people and what they gravitate towards and figure out how to display things to actually learn how to sell and do well at markets later on. Now, if, if you have a very good idea about how your booth should be laid out from the beginning, then you don't need to spend a lot of bad markets to learn all of those things. That sort of makes itself. But I think in your case, the question is maybe more accurately just to say, do you need the money of going to markets? Do you need to spend the time to figure out how to earn money from markets?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, because if that question is sort of maybe or leaning towards no, then don't do it. Don't bother with it. Then your business is more better or then your time is more better spent continuing to do the YouTube stuff continuing mm-hmm. to do custom work mm-hmm. instead of putting another thing on your plate that you don't really know how to deal with combined with everything else
1: I totally agree see that's one of my contradictions though like I have something in me that says yeah you should give it a try at least just to see if you would sell in a market then, then it make is, it
3: under your own conditions Sorry to interrupt you there like don't do the one at on the christmas market where you freeze your balls off for two days then do the yeah. one that you actually have fun with like the one yeah. in the summer that only goes for one day on the outside when the weather is good and you don't need a tent no yeah you're right <laughs> no, that, uh,
0: no you're uh, no, absolutely sorry. right even better though even better come to make your maker your camp next year Bring a whole, bring an extra suitcase full of leather goods, set up shop, help in the leatherworking things, have all this shit for display and sell there. That's absolutely part of the experience. Bob Menard, okay. who was doing the blacksmithing thing, he mm-hmm. had a whole... He had like had one table for tools and then one three meter long table or something silly, just with things for sale. Next year, I am honestly planning on going to make a camp with my with an extra bag full of roses to sell. Can,
1: can you go to the US in order to make money? Like as a tourist? Because you don't have a, uh, a, any working so, visa, would it be allowed?
0: Uh, in theory, yes. Uh, okay. Norway is a part of the ESTA program, which is a visa waiver thing, which uh-huh. basically says because you're from this country, you're coming here, We uh, don't, don't care as long as you behave yourselves, basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. I need to double check and make sure all of that, but yeah, I would very much like to go to the U.S. Bring just a just roses, even if it's just roses, and just bring that. Have thirty of them and try to sell them during Maker Camp.
2: Yeah.
0: Honestly, the way people were looking at things, interacting with things, and like Bob and I was not doing anything to sell them. People had to flag him down and hunt him down to buy things off him because they wanted it, and he did fairly, yeah. fairly okay. Yeah, he could have brought a lot more of some stuff and than yeah, yeah. other things, but like, yes. Uh, in addition to that, like I still dream of building another master sword and make a YouTube video out of it. Mm-hmm. I dream of doing more silly things that I can just bring it and have on display mm-hmm. because I know people there will find it really, really cool. Because yeah. it's it's our crowd of people. It's not muggles. Yeah. At least not many of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, honest, like if if your plate is already full, which by the sound of it, over the last couple of months, yeah. it is. Uh, then don't, don't do any markets, just come to some of these events and try to do that instead.
1: That's a good point. I, I have to really understand that feeling of, well, you you should give it a try just because it, it's maybe worth it. Um, just to have confirmation that it, it's for me or, or it's not for me. Like Because I, yeah. I, I have a good time when I'm good, I'm, I go to fairs and, and festivals. And so do I,
0: especially the medieval thing. Yeah. I, I have a lot of fun at them. Also yes. because I am allying with other people. So I don't have to sit at my booth all the time. I can walk around. I can interact with people.
1: Yeah, that's, that's also one of my problems. I don't want to bring my kid and wife over there and, and have them sit at the booth all day just to keep an eye on the stuff that I'm selling because I just need to take a cigarette break or just go for a, a wee or buy food. Uh, I, I, that's but, not the kind of weekend I want to give to my family. Um, no, uh,
0: but I, n- yeah, I don't think your kid will enjoy it a lot. No, but I think I also think so. your kid is old enough that you can actually just let him lose at some of his fears. Uh Not yet. Okay, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, not maybe not that's in the only country. in Norway. Yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> not, not around here, especially yeah.
1: now. Because yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if you know, but you've been away and there is a, a, a gas crisis and a, a, yeah. um, gasoline crisis. And people are stabbing each other just for fuel. Really? Uh, yeah, it's 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 getting crazy around here. Just just because people are wow. are okay. not used to be queuing or waiting in order to get something that they want or need, so they are stabbing each other over uh, uh, over fuel just to be able to go to work in the morning. And fuck that that that's just insanity to me. But anyway, yeah. uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let my kid go
0: loose no, no. Uh, well, uh, well, in that kind uh, of markets. Maybe that takes another yeah. three, four years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I and a couple of though. knife
3: fighting courses.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I maybe. can, I can dress him up like, like, uh, um, yeah, just have him cosplayed but with yeah, a real we, knife we, we and sword and, and just we did, kind of, <laughs> yeah <laughs> go we play did. with the other kids
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we did talk about a while back uh i think on the podcast uh or oh, it could have been off like you you wanted to have sort of this cosplay photo booth that people could come yeah. up dress up in and have picture, pictures taken exactly yeah. and then i i and i really think like if you just charge of like a five or ten euros a person for that picture, mm-hmm. I think that by itself will make the whole market worth it, and yeah. then you can show up your leather goods on the side. But all of that can be more on the exclusive end of things.
1: Absolutely, that it, again, there is there is so many ideas that that I have, but, but you need a plan. It's not the plan. It's it's the trust in people that everything would go right. I, don't, I have no idea how it, it, it is in Norway, but I think that you can just lay stuff on the table and just be sure that nobody will steal anything.
3: Well, Norway yeah. is probably going to be a lot better than France or Germany, for that matter.
1: Germany too? Because well, I, just... I
3: was really surprised in how people would just walk away from their booth when we were in Norway, in Oslo, mm-hmm. and yeah. just leave everything back and nobody would touch it. Like you would have a, like, it's like a big clearance sale sign <laughs> over in Germany, like yeah. depending on the market, of course, but um yeah.
0: No. And, and even at Maker Camp now, uh every, everything that Bob and I was selling was on the table all night long.
1: Yeah. You see that that's, that's the but great thing with this community. P- people yeah. trust mm-hmm. and respect each other enough to do that kind of stuff. And, and I, probably told you to the both of you height is uh in in the country i've been living in like you can just save a seat at starbucks but by leaving your wallet your phone your personal computer yeah at mm-hmm. your seat go order stuff to eat and drink and go back and it's still there and nobody will touch it uh that's not the case here and people are uh not respectful enough that even if you put a sign on the table, don't touch this or that, they will still touch it because they need to touch it in order to feel the thing, to know if they want to buy it. I mean, going to markets and medieval fair, it's 98% of the people are wonderful. They want to have a good time. They are cosplaying. They are a fan of... Um, many different movies, video games, or, or TV shows, series. But there is still this 2% fucking percent of uneducated people that will not just respect simple rule and win it for everyone. Um, yeah. But
0: also, though, uh, maybe an option for you is to find someone who can sell your things at market for you. That you that's trust.
1: that's mm-hmm. exactly what I tried to do here by going to an archery shop where they sell a quiver uh, mm. in order for me to give them quiver for them to sell uh, and, and so I wouldn't have to um, care about it. So yeah. I just give them and they send me the money when, it, when it's done. So I have a deal, like an oral deal with a guy uh local shop to do that. And that would be awesome to actually yeah, yeah find someone going to those uh fairs and festival and, and places uh and uh, so I, I can keep working on my stuff.
3: Especially when you're doing historically correct and basically mm-hmm. so people can order them when they are doing Renaissance and doing yeah. the old longbow stuff saying oh you want an English quiver? No problem. Yeah. I can make yeah. those two order. Exactly. Uh
0: but uh just on sort of Products that I think will sell really well for you mm-hmm. is if you're catered to the nerdy markets uh wallets some tote bags I mean have you seen what the uh, mod is posting about their tote bags recently? yeah, if you just were to emboss and paint like a some kind of mm, pop culture reference on them, yeah they would sell a hell of a lot better, not better than uh, they would sell a lot, a lot better to that market because yeah. now it's you're bypassing the whole do i need this kind of bag you're going straight to the part of the brain that says i fucking love this yeah i need this pop culture you're saying, yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I, I i two years ago i was in the shop i
3: don't uh, need it i shouldn't buy it but damn it's so <laughs> sparkly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> two years ago i was in the shop with my kid and they were selling a zelda ba- backpack it was the, the, yes, uh, the yes. zelda shield backpack and i was like fuck i need that and I was forty-five at the time,
0: but <laughs> like so, you like, made it for your son instead. <laughs> yeah, I made another one. Like it, it was the,
1: not the same shield, but yeah, I, I, same I, difference. Yeah, um, so I totally get that, and that's probably the direction I'm, 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 gonna take now because I don't want to make. I want to make fun stuff for me hmm. and fun stuff for people. So, um, and I, I think there is a real market about about um, like geeky stuff, nerdy stuff. Yeah. that that something that talks to our. Childhood memories, but also to our taste and 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 heart. Like that's the difference between I want a thing and I need a thing. That uh, yeah, I need a I need a new backpack. Okay, but I want that one because that mm. that's the one with the Mario head engraved on top yeah. of it. And yeah, I so I totally get but, that. But and...
0: but again, if you actually have the time to do all of this shit,
1: yeah. Again, that's my struggle.
0: Do moment. you have a figure now of how many hours in a week you can spend on only your leather craft?
1: I can spend easily six or seven hours a day uh, working, which is way better than it was. Okay, uh, Th- because
0: that, that, that sounds a lot more than what I thought it would be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because because again, it, it was uh, it, it's way more than it was uh, not that long ago. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I've, I've organized myself in a way that I can have my four hours in the morning, uh, my lunch, because I eat in like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, a fair, fair part of the afternoon, but after three, I'm dead till nine or 10 and at nine or 10, I still can have one or two hours of like planning or video editing or, or pattern making yeah, or stuff but- like quiet stuff.
0: But still, I mean, you edit this podcast, you have some Japanese lessons, you have some French lessons. Yeah. Like you still probably only wants to have like a 30 hour, 40 hour work week. Mm-hmm. So how many hours are left for actual networking or your Red Smith business? I guess I should say.
1: Depends how many hours of sleep.
0: Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Honest. <laughs> my, my question still stands compared to a 40 hour work week, which I think you wish to have. How many hours are left to the redsmith business? I don't know. Uh,
1: honestly, I don't know. I couldn't say, but, it, it, because,
0: but... Because I think from the way we have talked before and over the years, mm-hmm. you don't have that much time extra. No, I a, don't. In a 40-hour work week. Yeah. yeah. By all means, you can say like, okay, my, my goal is to have a 50-hour work week because that gives me enough time to do all the things I want to do. Because you yeah. don't want to stop teaching people languages. No. You need to st- to keep doing the youtube stuff and that eats up a certain amount of hours yeah yeah for sure and then it's just administri- administrative administrative no- nonsense mm. and then there's some time for networking left right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so if you haven't even I don't say you need to schedule this out, but yeah. you need to budget your time as well as your money.
1: You are absolutely right, and that that's something I realized like three days ago. Like at the very beginning of the week on Monday when I started this project, I was like, okay, and now I'm I'm gonna work on my leather uh, craft from this time in the morning till this time in the afternoon. Because after that time, I have to uh, fetch the kid at school, make him dinner, bring him to the judo lesson, spend time with my wife, my kid in the evening. When they sleep, I can go back to work for one hour or two, and so on and so on. Mm. So he, I, I had that fear that, And then I realized that, oh, fuck, we don't have uh, hot water again. and yeah. And all the little stuff that adds up, now working from home... I have this liberty of this um, capacity of dealing with that kind of shit right now. But it's also a very, very big trap uh, that I need to, to learn how not to fall in. Because, yeah, you don't have running water or you don't have a, a running uh, boiler. What other people do, they deal with that shit after work when mm-hmm. when they have earned the money for the day or for the week. So I have to do exactly the same, keep a schedule, uh, being organized. And when my, let's say eight hours of work is done for the day, deal with the laundry, deal with the groceries, deal with, uh, fixing all the stuff that I need to fix in the apartment. Uh, yet uh, I haven't done yet because that's how it should be. And not the other way around, like um dealing with that kind of stuff during the day being exhausted at night and and feeling guilty because i've done i have not done enough work for my business uh during during the daytime yeah
0: but again that's exactly right yeah
1: but there is also this feeling of fuck i'm at home i need to deal with that boiler, for example, because when my wife will come back from work or when my kid will come back from from uh, school, they will enjoy a hot shower. And now, because I'm not dealing with that program, I that's a luxury that I can provide for them.
0: See, see what I mean? Yeah, that- yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I, I completely agree. Uh, but it, it is still that managing act of... And I, I do the same thing, like waking up in the morning, I, I usually spend two hours having breakfast and doing office work and other nonsense that sort of just needs to be done. Sometimes I, I spend all of those two hours preparing like a pasta sauce or something for dinner to the same day or yeah. like other nonsense that doesn't require my business at all, but it frees off my evenings to have more fun.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And, I, I, and yet I think the comparison is still the same. Like if my car needs to be fixed right now, I will take care of that instead of going to work. Yeah. Because I also know I will need that car to keep on working. Exactly. And and in your case, yeah, if you fix that boiler while your wife is away, she can take care of the kid much easier and much more relaxed if she has had that hot shower, meaning you can still work in the evening. Exactly. Yeah. And, and of course, it's also the whole benefit of like, I'm doing this for someone else. I'm sort of sacrificing your yeah, business yeah. a bit for them. But it... I, I. And I get all of that, but I think it is important that you have this kind of an habit of always doing some work on your business, no matter what to. shit is happening in your, in your life. Yeah, because, I try to. Sort like, of just to keep in the, the ball rolling. And, yeah,
1: yeah. Now, now that my, uh, fuck, it's all about me today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that my my sleeping cycles are, are way better than they used to be. Uh, I wake up around seven, seven thirty in the morning, so I, wow. I can start work. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm completely I mean, amazed I'm, when I'm at work and I'm, 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 I'm answering like or I'm writing <laughs> stuff and suddenly like, Red is typing. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> is he <Yeah>. still awake? <laughs> no, no I, I'm already awake, which is
1: which is which is weird for me because last time I I woke up that early was a long time ago, uh, but but
3: well, you also look better
1: yeah i look better because i sleep better Mm -hmm. i sleep earlier and wake up earlier uh than 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 i used to do so the i and i feel much more energy in the morning whereas uh, a few years back like i i felt like crap in the morning i was always tired i was unable to concentrate uh it was very hard to work for me and i was a more afternoon or evening person now it's the other way around um and I heard somewhere, uh, probably two weeks ago that the, the main task of your day should be done right after your breakfast. Like you wake up, you, you take your breakfast shower, you uh, dress up and the first hour and a half are, should be, uh, your main task, what you have to do during the day that you absolutely need to accomplish because that's where you are the most efficient, which is very new to me. I agree with that somehow, but that's very new to me. Usually that was something that I had to keep for the end of the day because that was when I was most efficient. So it wasn't like, for example, changing a boiler was was not even something that I would consider it uh, consider uh, doing at eleven or midnight because family is sleeping and neighbors are sleeping. But yeah. now I can do it, I can do it at nine in the morning because everybody's awake or away for work. So that's something I can do. So th- there is this um, priority. The, the, we've talked about that again. Um, we've talked about that in a previous episode. But what's urgent? what's uh, not uh, what what do i have to do right now for me or for the business and pr- yeah prioritizing stuff as you said raz is absolutely um crucial uh, you mm-hmm. know to to have your business but yeah and how do you deal with that kind of stuff you're away all day and and i i think like uh, when you come back from a hard day of work or a week of work like last time if you have shit to deal with in the apartment, you have a boiler to change or you have a leak under the sink or how, would you take a day off? I think it sums up uh, to that. Would you take a day off work in order to sh- deal with that kind of shit? Or do you think it's, it's not worth it and, and you would deal it? Uh, during No, the day I have a,
3: I, I have a huge backlog and stuff that I still have to do around the house. Uh and a lot of stuff is depending on how much time they take on the weekend but if it's something that's like broken on the house um i don't necessarily take a day off but uh that's just something i fight through like i get home from work directly i throw my stuff in the corner and i directly start doing it while i'm still in the process of doing stuff like or i'm still like basically my head's kind of still at work but I have not slowed down yet, by, because I know the time I kick off my shoes and I sit down and it, yeah. if it's just for like 10, 15 minutes and I switch on the computer or I just sit on the sofa, I know that it's not that I can't do it, but it's going to be harder.
2: Yeah.
1: So you, it's, it's for you, it's better to just run into it right away instead of taking a break. Because w- one could just-
3: say one could say i focus on the problem i'm <laughs> <Well> oh <done. laughs> uh, yeah
0: okay, okay i guess that's a segue to round off
1: yeah i think we have we have said enough about like prioritizing yeah. and just working your butt off for the thing that you believe in and we you can also relax during the week and
3: or go to maker
1: camps, mm-hmm.
0: go to maker camps it, it, it's also. it's all right
1: I'll start, um, because <laughs> this week is all about me, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys.
0: Um, no, I, I mean, started off with camp I'm, That's uh, fine.
1: <laughs> my focus of the week is uh, the Rings of Power on Amazon. Uh, I'm bringing that up because I did catch up with all the episodes that went out. Uh, there's only one left uh, to be out on Friday. Um, the reason I'm talking about it because I heard a lot of shit about that show on the internet, uh, yeah. especially on TikTok. People complaining about the color of the skin of people, which is like fucking that, insane.
0: That's always a stupid one.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: but but also uh, people complaining about the story, about how it's made, uh, what the story is, how it's been um, directed, and the, the creative choices around the show. Like for example, no, I can't I I, I can't say anything because you haven't watched it. But
0: um, I haven't yet. No, not uh, yet.
1: My my uh, take on this is that you will never please everyone. Um, it's it's a show based on a very small fraction of a very complicated book uh, called The Silmarillion, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Um, sort of. I mean, it's uh, they don't have the rights to Silmarillion. Yeah, so they have to the adapt it. But the story is yeah. kind of in Silmarillion-ish. Yeah.
1: So they, have, they had to adapt it a little bit because of the right thing. They had to make a st- interesting story uh, from that book, which is, like, as I said, very complicated. It's, it's the, uh, the story of an era of this world, which is, like, very long and a lot of stuff happens. And you have to sum it, sum it up a little bit to, like, 9 or 10 episodes for a TV show in order to appeal to people that know shit about that world or i have only seen like a Peter Jackson's movies.
0: And what or bothers worse, me... Or even worse, just The Hobbit.
1: Or just The Hobbit. <laughs> or, or nothing at all.
0: Or nothing yeah. at all.
1: Or both. Anyway, uh, what bothers me is that people seem to not understand the difference between cinema and TV shows or series, like the amount of money that is required for one cannot be the same amount of money that is required for uh, the other one so is the production, so is the time, so is the uh, attention to details and so on and so on Uh, and most of all, uh, an adaptation of a book will always be a fucking adaptation of a book so what yep. you had in your and head, the book
3: will all, always be better. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, just doing that to trigger you. <laughs> Continue. <laughs>
1: the what you had in your head when you have read the book will never be the same thing that you will see on the screen. So as yeah, uh, Jan said it jo- uh, as a joke, but you may think that the book will is better because that all the images that you had was. You made it up in your head in order to appeal to your imagination and appeal to you. Just accept the idea that the director of the show did the exact same thing and from that idea created a show that has been changed because of many, many um, aspects of production that you have absolutely no idea of. And in the end, I think that that show is a freaking good show it's wonderfully made it's beautifully made the landscape the uh, actors the actresses they are all really good maybe but one but i won't tell who um, i'm i'm very surprised because all of the shit that i've heard about the show were like okay it sounds really bad and i watched it and i'm actually very surprised by the quality of the thing yeah uh so i i enjoyed it a lot i recommend you to give it a try if you haven't yet Forge your opinion about everything but if you don't like it you don't have to spit on it uh in the internet it doesn't bring anything to Uh,
0: jan are you watching it no are you going to Mm, not
3: necessarily.
0: Okay, because then I, I, another time when we both finished it, uh, Red, I would love to hear your thoughts on it as someone who's not really read Lord of the Rings or any Tolkien stuff.
1: No, I've tried like the first 100 pages of The Lord of the Rings yeah and after 100 pages they were still walking in the forest and stopping
0: to have a shit and dinner and so i was like no that's not for me no they stopped for mushrooms it's a big difference okay
1: yeah so both uh dinner and shit yeah okay um, no no but yeah yeah it's, it's it's i think it's a good show you just have to give it a chance i've with watch it with an open mind like you would yeah. do for everything else you would watch on tv
0: Right. I mean, as as I said earlier, it's 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 uh, it's a fan fiction of the Silmarillion, probably yeah, and one yeah. specific story from the Silmarillion. Uh, that being said, and as as I've also mentioned, I have not seen more than episode five at this point, but I would, I'm really curious to see what tone they will end the series on, and what a season two, three, five would be like, because of, I, of I have, plenty, really have I have plenty of seasons. ideas, I have plenty of ideas. <laughs> uh, because, I mean, it's called the Rings of Power, but I'm guessing it doesn't end with suddenly like, poof, here's all the rings. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, because a lot of shit is happening, even with that. But uh, yeah, no, I I have read all the same Merlin, I know where it is supposed to end up in uh, literally in a hundred years. <laughs> uh, but there's a of things that's supposed to happen in between then. So yeah. Jan, you want to go next?
3: Yeah, and I have three, but it's actually gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it fairly. I'm already
0: focused on four people, so that's fine.
3: Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna start with just things I've been watching lately. First of all, um, and you mentioned him actually earlier, Paul Checkman, mm-hmm. because he is an absolute ace. I love he his is- humor, and he just released two new videos. So one is just a well, not just just, but his workshop renovation. That's been he, he been working on a long time I believe and the second one yeah. which is was absolutely fantastic was kind of like a cover for his fireplace where he like stained the wood in different colors and it's I wouldn't but, say yeah. too simple of a project but it's a, for his type of work it's kind of a simple project because it's home yes. renovation he also said he's going to make do more of those, but it's just fantastic. It's so much fun watching him. So that's the first one because I just thoroughly enjoyed those videos. Nice. Um, and the other one is a guy I've been watching lately. Uh, it's called uh, Even Miranda or mm-hmm. Miranda, even Miranda. Um, and he is um, building a gigantic 3D printer. No. And, um, for people who don't know him, he's what he basically does is he 3D prints stuff. He builds stuff out of 3D printed parts. So he did like a drivable tank out of, um, 3D printed parts with the chains with everything then he hooks it up to electric motors and goes through all that stuff so it's it's fun watching that stuff and that that gi- gigantic 3d printer he's doing so he can basically sit on the leveling bed Ooh. of that that's a B- so run. that that's the size of it yeah so I I highly recommend that build series I think he's on part four at the moment where he's actually now doing the drives uh, and he hasn't even got to the point where he mounted the extruder yet so I don't know what he's going to use for that because that thing is ginormous, like heat that thing is a heated bed. So Ooh. yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. Exactly. And did I say three things?
0: You yep. did.
3: Damn it! I forgot the three thing. No, um, it's actually,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's
3: it, it, it's some, it, it's it's something. I think I focused, um before and that one I recommended to you is actually the book Spell from Sebastian de Castell Because yeah. I've been I'm listening to the audiobook. The audiobook might not be everyone's favorite because some of the voices that the um, he does are not my favorite, just the way he like, I don't know, giving Fergus like a Southern accent and stuff like that, like some of the characters. It's just, but this is like the thing book and TV series. It's just not how I imagined it. Yeah. And some of the, um, pronunciations just bad on his, on his, on, on the, the readers or the,
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't like know the how book to
3: explain too. it. Yeah, I like, no, I, I really I, like the book, but some of the stuff he reads it, it sounds more like a child book just because of the way he pronounces stuff or the, um, he acts the voices. Can you yeah. say it like
0: that? His uh, voice acting. I think yeah, I think I really like the story in the book, mm-hmm. but they they, there probably is a better narrator yeah. out there. I think that's a fair yeah. word to say. But I would I I I I ran a quote a quote, I ran across a quote, that's the sentence, from the book earlier today, or technically yesterday, I think, which I just want to read because I think it just sums up a bit of the the yeah. the notion of the whole book. And this is the uh, yeah, the one uh, the, of well, the the outsider who is coming in to the magical town, saying like, "I'm a woman, kid. You probably haven't met one before coming as you do from this backward place. But it's like a man only smarter and with bigger balls." <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah.
0: yeah,
3: and true. I, I think
0: and that. It- Yes I think that's just perfect. <laughs>
3: yeah and it's not a child book but it's kind of a, like a youth book you could say I think Young adult, but I think it's young, kind of young, young adult yeah but it's so enjoyable to read and it just gets better like even if you if you get a chance read the first one and mm. if the first one you find interesting but not really good read the second one because at that point you won't be able to like put the book away you just start consuming the rest of the series. Wonderful. Nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, mine is one of the fellas I met at uh, Makey Camp. Yeah, David de la American fella, despite the name, and apparently he is also uh, my brother in spirit okay. uh, on on so many things. He is, I think, he is in charge of marketing for uh, for Iron Nicole Iron Forge, the uh, the presses they make. But he is in himself a fantastic bladesmith, and an illustrator. And some of just the notebook sketches he has is absolutely fantastic. The most impressive... all the time? Uh, I, not as much as me, I think. But he's also a couple of years older than me. So there might okay. be... some. some... <laughs> he might have been past that point already.
3: <laughs> so he might be fully grown at that point?
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, no, I mean... Uh, yeah. Cole Iron had to boost or had to stand next to the forging area. So we were chatting a lot through the whole weekend and sort of discovering more and more things we were like equally fan about and eager about and all, all of the things. We we connected on so many levels, basically. Uh but as I said, he's a bl- brilliant bladesmith, and I think he's actually the one who made uh Fingolfin's sword for the Rings of Power.
3: Oh wow, okay.
0: At least he posted about that a little while back. And I have not stalked his Instagram proper, but that's one of the things I've seen sort of happening in there. Nice. Uh, but as I said, his illustrating work is also brilliant. And one of the most impressive things he did was that Chris Cash at some point wants to commission something off him and just grab this half-burned plank and just say, hey, draw on this. And in the course <laughs> of like 15 minutes conversation, he had just made this uh, dwarven blacksmith caricature of Chris Cash in this bit of burned wood. <laughs> nice, <laughs> colors nice. and everything. I'll I'll bother him about posting a picture about it uh, by the time this is actually out. But yeah, no, he is. Uh, his Instagram is Cedar Lore. I should say that, and he's yeah. brilliant. There'll be links to all the things where you expect yeah. them.
3: Perfect. Fantastic.
0: I think that sums it up. Is there any last little bits?
3: Yes, I got something. Going back to freaking TikTok. <laughs> what? So I've been talking about like the TikTok thing, or you guys like told me to like continue watching it and train the yeah. algorithm.
0: Yeah. have you gone have you come past the boobies?
3: Yes and no. Um <laughs> but it really doesn't matter anymore because I figured out for myself and I figured out why I don't like TikTok. i actually hate it with a passion i hate the format i hate those short bits thrown at you within like 30 seconds there's nothing useful i take out of them and they just brainless entertainment it's not able like most of the stuff people show is Mm -hmm. not worth watching it's just basically fillers that kill your time and i know better stuff to do with my time than actually just (laughs) watching that 30 second snippets it's just the amount of videos that actually bring something to the table or give me something that makes me feel better afterwards while watching it is so diminishing that it's not worth it for me and i might try to train the algorithm like i've been on and off of it for like the last couple of days just giving it like five minutes or so just going through but i might give it another week but it's just the whole format it does nothing for me I am but even that that might be me I don't know like getting old (laughs) but even like the YouTube video I watch I'd like continuing like going back to the one hour YouTube videos of a let's play where the guy takes his time and follows through with his thoughts and stuff like that I much rather enjoy something like that or just listen like laying on the sofa listening to an audiobook for about two hours doing nothing else is much more enjoyable for me than watching those flickering 30 second videos like it doesn't matter what they are about but there's nothing i take out from them so far that is helpful in any way for me
0: i agree but there is long form content on TikTok as well you just need to find it
3: uh but the platform is not set up for it
0: no it's not i mean the max length is like 10 minutes uh so yeah. that's also the longest you can get but um uh, first off by all means it doesn't need to be for you uh, I'm just saying, I have found some things about TikTok I actually like, but also I don't feel a need to spend a lot of time on it. For me, it's not that kind of a time sink. Uh, it's more just more like I want to actually find something funny mm-hmm. and share it with my friends uh, yeah. instead of looking up silly memes online. TikTok just gives me the memes. That's sort of it. Okay. And every once in a while. I actually found some really really interesting fascinating content. I've I've gotten a lot of like really fascinating like etymological people and word stuff that I really enjoy on there. I, yep. That just TikTok just thought thought like you might enjoy this. I mean or we tried Boobies. Here's something a little different. <laughs> exactly.
3: Uh, I just uh, I just thought at the end I give that little uh Yanni's TikTok adventures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. but yeah, as I said, um might not be for you. Uh I I guess that's somewhat what red thinks as well
2: yeah
1: absolutely it doesn't have to be for you you don't have to try harder than you want to try it if it's not for you it's not for you that's it and it's fun Uh, as what i said for me it's like uh fun quick entertainment when i need it uh but yeah you have to also um keep yourself from matching it uh, for hours and hours because it can be a a, a time waster um, kind of like easily, so yeah. yeah. But five yeah. ten minutes a day can be fun. You can find interesting stuff. I like Neil Neil Tyson the uh, grass. Neil the grass Tyson, yeah. Neil the mm. yeah. I had the uh, other mixed up. He has a lot of very interesting video uh, videos on TikTok. So that that's the kind of stuff that I, I also enjoy, and hmm. obviously boobies. <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: the DDOB daily (laughs) dose of boobies yep okay guys
0: on on that note if you (laughs) want to get hold of us you can do that on two thirds focused on any of the mostly social places and you can also find us on patreon.com slash two thirds focused if you'll spell it out if you sort of think like red deserves to go to America and things like that yep if not, you think maybe I deserve to go to America. You can also find me there, but anyway. Uh, also, I'm at RasmusLewen and at lewensmay.no if you have some skills with a writing tongue. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Never mind.
1: And you can find me at TheRedSmith <laughs> or RedSmith everywhere on the internet, more specifically at TheRedSmith.com.
3: And you can find me at NordInventor.com or, yeah, that's where all the socials are linked to. So, best Good. landing platform.
0: Good stuff. Yep. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.
2: We said booby is a lot today.